Oh, are you ready for a good time? We are back. We're not wrestling with our budgets. We're not wrestling. We are wrestling with emotion. As you can see, I'm not Danny Tanner, but we got a full house here for Elimination Chamber 2021. Going around the horn, we got our guys Jake, Ryan Talbot, Rob Ryan, McAdoo, and Urban Green in the house. Gentlemen, it feels like a Thunderdome in here right now. It's electric. <laughs> Most definitely. Hey, couldn't have said it better myself. And speaking of electricity, we are moving on to the electric, or no, not the electric, the elimination chamber. And let's get started how we always do. Let's break it down. What is everybody's favorite storyline in WWE right now? Let's start with Rob Ryan and then wrap it back around the horn here. Mine's just, it's a weird one, but I'm really a big fan of the Bad Bunny situation right now. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I'm a big fan of it, but it's just it's just something new, and it's just something that I love when people make fun of the Miz, and that's what he's doing. So, McAdoo, what do you got? All right, I'm going to flip this question around. I'm going to go with the worst. And based off of Monday, I I don't know what who thought this was a good idea, but the Lacey Evans Charlotte Flair, <laughs> what the hell was that? I I was watching. I was like, well, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, honestly, no disrespect to Lacey Evans. Congrat congratulations to her and her her husband. But don't throw that in. Don't, it was just dog crap. I, I just don't. I just don't. It uh, it hurt my head. I'll just say that. <laughs> Ernie, what are you loving right now? I well, first off, really quickly, I gotta agree with Macu. First off. Who that has any rudimentary uh, knowledge of wrestling thinks that Ric Flair would be a sugar daddy for anyone? That guy has about like a 200 credit score um, for, for crying out loud. Like, what is, is he a sugar daddy in like a foreign, like a third world country? Like, I don't get it. But anyway. A couple of weeks ago, he was scaring a lot of people with how he was going down the ramp. He was doing like the smallest steps that anybody's ever done. Yeah, it, it's it's not good, and I love I, and I love Nate, but um, I have to agree. Like, Bad Bunny is kind of like the first like actual celebrity they've had like in their prime and forever. Usually, they get celebrities that are like five years past their prime. Like, Bad Bunny's pretty like big right now, in regular mainstream. So it's actually pretty cool that they actually have someone that's like pretty hot who's coming out and, and doing things for them. So I I, um, I mean, the hurt business every week for me. But I mean, I'm just gonna add on. I think the you know hurt business is fantastic. But I, I agree with Rob about Bad Bunny. Yeah, I'm going to go with someone different. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews over on SmackDown. I'm glad that they're finally doing something with him. He's always had the talent. Uh, you know, he, he had a few title runs here in the past calendar year. But even when he was uh, had that title, it was a very generic run. He, he didn't have much emotion. He didn't have much momentum behind him. You were just waiting to see him lose the title. Uh, I think that if you can get him a little bit of an edge, have him as a heel, maybe have him even associate somehow with, with Roman Reigns and – uh, with that group over there, I, I think that you might have something there. So I'm liking the character character development with Apollo Crews right now. So my favorite thing, I, I'll be gladly admit that I am a huge Sasha Banks fan. So this is definitely a biased answer. But the Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair potential, I think we talked about it on the Royal Rumble show too. Like this could be, this could literally, I don't think it's going to, but it could main event one of the nights of WrestleMania if they do it right. I just think... Especially right now, anytime Sasha's in the ring, it's she just it does she doesn't miss. She never misses what she's trying to do. And Bianca is such a she's a different type of like 
different type of swagger to her, but it's just it, she can match Sasha's energy. Like the other last night, that segment last night was great. Like that was everything I want out of those two. Like they're both so cocky. They both think that they're obviously they both think they're the best. And seeing them, if they're gonna actually like win these tag titles Sunday and then build as their tag team partners, whatever feud they're going to do. I just think there's a lot of different interesting ways that both those women can go with this. Most definitely. I, I got to follow that up, Jake. I think that there is a lot of dynamic action taking place right now in the SmackDown women's division. And all credit to the Hurt Business on Raw, but the best storyline in WWE right now, it's being driven by Somalia Reggie. If you watched last night, he picks yes. up a clean pin on Nia Jax. I mean, this guy, I mean, this this guy has fluidity unlike any other WWE superstar. First he's with Carmella, then just no explanation. Carmella kind of stands him off one time. Next thing you know, he's he's like propping up uh Sasha Banks and Bianca Bianca Belair and speaking for him and he's getting in matches with women like when have we ever seen this before <laughs> no, this guy not. is doing things we've never seen before bro he I just, just popped on the screen too That's I'll just never understand how like a wine expert would be it, it, that, that doesn't make like, he's a sign like dude like he's a wine expert like what does that have to do with professional <laughs> wrestling that, Ernie, that, that, Ernie but you gotta give credit where it's due because a couple weeks ago we were saying they don't even like know what a sommelier is Last night, I think there were like eight wine references when he was out there. It's, it took him two months to figure out that we could have we could have figured out like in ten seconds on Google. That's that seems like that actually seems pretty par for the course of WWE. To be honest with you, hey, I'm taking bet. three. <laughs> better late than never with Somalia Reginald, and better late than never. I mean, hey, I think we could always say this with another pay per view, even if it is on the road to WrestleMania, even if it seems like maybe you know it might be a little stale. Stuff might not necessarily happen. It is never a dull time when you get the elimination chamber in the mix. Um, so, gentlemen, real quick before we get into it, quick shout out to the sponsor. Make sure you're checking out Manscapes. Let's face it, close shaves, they happen all the time in the WWE. You don't want it to happen when you're taking care of your business. Make sure you go to Manscaped, use promo code Trainwreck for 20% off plus free shipping. Okay, let's get into it. Elimination chamber. Uh, I mean, one of my biggest memories of the elimination chamber, real quick before we get into it, guys. Um, I'll never forget the one time when Edge lost the title and then just took out Kofi Kingston for the later match and then won that match that he wasn't even in. And like the announcers were like, does that even count? Like there was kind of the mystery and that's, you know, that unknown, that wild card factor is what makes WWE great. Before we get into these matches, anybody uh, want to chime in with like a favorite elimination chamber memory? The first one when Shawn Michaels beat Triple H because that was like the culmination of Shawn Michaels' comeback. Shawn Michaels like my favorite wrestler as, as like a teen, like early twenties, you know. And then he obviously the whole hiatus. Then he came back, and that was kind of like the peak of you know solidified the fact that he was back when he beat Triple H at Survivor Series in the Elimination Chamber. Most definitely. Hey, well, let's get into it. Bobby Lashley been a great champion. I think we've all enjoyed the hurt business for the most part from uh, our discussion. He'll be defending the title with MVP at ringside against Keith Lee and Riddle, two up-and-comers who honestly have been given a pretty steady push. They were immediately put into the mid-card uh, slash upper mid-card uh, since they both debuted. They've had championship matches, um, championship opportunities for sure. Um, do either of you guys see, or any of you guys see Keith Lee or Riddle taking down Roberto, as they call him in the Hurt Business? Let's start with Jake. Go around the horn on this one. Lashley, Keith Lee, Riddle. 
No, I'm think I think it's staying with Bob this time. I just don't think well Keith Lee has been like MIA like a little bit. Like I feel like I haven't seen him in this. He's been in COVID much. protocol, right? Yeah, Close contact. Yeah, so it just doesn't seem like now would be the time to to be to just you know put the belt on him. And maybe they can build further with that because I would really love to see Keith Lee get something big at WrestleMania. Like I really want to see that dude in a big match. I just think that he's balled out as far as long as I followed him, even before WWE, when he gets in those big matches, they he just balls out. And a guy like Bobby Lashley, they could do some crazy things together. But yeah, like Lash, Lashley's just—he should be champion, bro. Like he need—he should be. I honestly wish he wasn't U.S. champion because I wish he was like fighting, fighting Drew for the WWE title. He's been killing it. Like, like Ernie said earlier, the Hurt Business every week is consistently like the most entertaining thing on Raw. And so I just think let's keep let's keep that rolling with them, you know. Talbot, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Lashley to retain the title, too. If Keith Lee was more available right now, I think there'd be a shot. Uh, I don't know how long he'll, you know, how much he'll be in, involved in this match, but I, I think you could, I think Riddle's going to take the pin or, or the submission loss, no matter how you uh, you have it. So you could still have Keith Lee fight for that title at WrestleMania. So for now, Bobby Lashley retains. Okay, let's go. Ernie, McAdoo, Rob Ryan, what do you see happening in this triple threat? Not not much to add from what they said. Lashley all day. I think it, they're they're preparing Keith Lee for a big moment at WrestleMania and a big moment at Elimination Chamber, and that's how it should be. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Lashley picks going, but I think I I honestly almost took Lee Lee here, but just couldn't. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it up with Lashley. Um, this is not the point of losing it to one of them. If they're gonna give Keith Lee a riddle. At, a title it's going to be at a big pay-per-view because it's going to be there first so i don't see anything changing this one if i'm wwe what i do is i have keith lee and riddle kind of have that moment of you know clarity early in the match they both go after lashley take him out maybe put him through a table or something you're not going to use the tables later with the elimination chamber matches obviously then have them duke it out you can have mvp just like beside himself as lashley goes through a table would be great emotions everything have those two put on a great, you know, six to eight minute match. Have Lashley come in, spear him, her business retains, hit the music. So it's a clean sweep for Roberto amongst our panel. Uh, love, I, I, I'm sorry, I'll never get enough of him of MVP calling him Roberto after we've heard him called Bobby Lash so long. Uh, speaking of something that hasn't been so long, I mean, was this match made like yesterday? Um, we have the SmackDown Women's Titles, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defending against Sasha Banks and Bianca Miller. And real quick, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Was this match made last night? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, so, so I mean, if you've watched any wrestling, any WWE before, you know this is the classic trope, two future, you know, superstars about to face off. Realistically, what they do is they team them together, sometimes have one match. They've done it with John Cena, Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Braun Strowman, and more recent history. Um, so with that said, guys, um, obviously Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, still kind of tweeners. It still feels like they are kind of, you know, two superstars that are just teamed together, uh, kind of similar to Dolph Ziggler and, uh, Bobby Roode for me right now, but I will start off the predictions. Then we'll go Rob Ryan and around the horn. Um, I see Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler retaining after Banks or Belair, one of them runs into each other. I, I got the champions retaining. Yeah, I got the champions retaining also. I mean, it's WWE, so we we have to expect anything, and they could try to put them on Sasha and um, Bianca so for their WrestleMania match, but I 
don't think they're going to do that this time as they usually do. So I'm going to go with the champions. I'm tired of seeing them as champions, but they would retain tomorrow. Jack Spazler, they're going to retain. Um, yeah, I think I think they're going to retain. It'll, it'll be like some like you know accidental miscommunication between Banks and Bianca, and it'll set up the match for WrestleMania. Yeah, completely agree. There'll be some kind of miscue. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler retain, so that way they have their own WrestleMania match for the titles. And then obviously you know that uh, Sasha and Bianca are going to be fighting for the title in, in the singles title. That is. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bianca and Sasha here, just just because I, I like the idea. I, I do think that tomorrow definitely it could just be Sasha and Bianca like start fighting, and it just kind of starts the they kickstart that feud and just start going with that. But with the with on Wednesday night, Dakota Kai and her partner they won for a shot, an upcoming shot at whoever is the women's tag team champion afterwards. And I just think it'd be really interesting, like. If Banks, if Banks and Bel Air are going around as partners, like they don't even really want to be working together, but now they have to show up to NXT. They're showing up to all these extra shows together, spending all this time. And they really, if they really want to invest and make that feud like a big money feud, they could just spend, they could just basically put it on all three of their shows and be like, hey, this shit matters. Like this is an important thing we want you to watch. So I'm going Banks and Bel Air, and we'll see if they try to do something interesting with that. Folks, as, as we follow along all these picks, make sure you're following along. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he has sommelier Reggie right now. Make sure you're following our panel. We got Rob Ryan, 108. We got ZT McAdoo. We got Real Ernie Green, at Ryan Tellabills, and Jake Micah, 15. Make sure you're giving him the follow. Um, it's I, I think you can call this main event time. Uh, both these you know sets of championship matches are going to have a lot of implications. Um, I'm kind of expecting things to stay stale. Let's go to the SmackDown side, the Universal Qualifier uh, Elimination Chamber match. You got Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. So, you know, three definite guys with some stir, Zayn, Cesaro, and Bryan. KO's been in the main event picture for the last couple months, as well as Jey since uh, Roman put it there. And then you have King Corbin, I mean. What what can you say about King Corbin? I'm sorry. I mean that's all that's all I can really bring to the table there. But um yeah, guys, six person uh you know, elimination chamber, a lot of super a lot of superstars, a lot of talent in this one. I mean, I know you can say that probably for any main event elimination chamber. Um, Jake, why don't you start us off and we'll uh, wrap back around. What do you expect to happen in this match and who do you see going on to face Roman Reigns? All right, so we all know that like whoever wins this is just losing to Roman later in the night. So I'm trying to think of a guy that they want to give just you know a 10, 15 minute match with Roman and put on like a banger as a main event. And I think that dude's got to be Cesaro. Like they've been setting up Cesaro to have this huge. It seems like they've been pushing Cesaro, setting him up for a big WrestleMania match. The rumor that I've seen more recently is that's going to be with Rollins a little bit. And Rollins was they had that interaction I think last night too. And Cesaro Rollins as just like an undercard WrestleMania match is like the work rate match would be unreal. So I'd be I'd be all down for that. So I think that use it as a chance to elevate Cesaro and then they can kind of build their other feuds out of this. I really, really wanted a Sami Zayn. I want a Sami Zayn Kevin Owens match with the way these two dudes are kind of cooking with their characters. I think they could build to something special if they try to revisit that rivalry. I think it's been long enough for that. So I think those two kind of take each other out. Jay's gonna just be in there, you know. Trump, he's going to be out there just helping out Roman however he can. So I'm not really worried about Jey Uso. But I think Cesaro's the pick here. 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Owens, although I would like to see Cesaro. You've seen this feud for all these months. Every time there's been some kind of part where it looks like Kevin Owens is going to win the match, and then he he gets robbed of it, as we saw at the last pay-per-view. So this time, you know, he wins the Elimination Chamber. Maybe you start that main event match against Roman Reigns immediately after. Roman Reigns just comes in, kind of squashes him, ends that feud once and for all. Um, because and then you'll have the angle of him being exhausted from the match itself. It makes Roman Reigns look like an even, you know, bigger heel for coming in immediately and starting the match after. Uh, I would love to see Cesaro if it's going to be a true 10, 15 minute match, but if it's going to be something where Roman Reigns just comes in and steamrolls the guy after the elimination chamber, just let it be Owen. So you can kind of wrap up that feud. So uh, this is funny because we have three different answers here. Um, my, my opinion is this is they're going to make they, – they, again, they're still building up uh, Roman Reigns to be the biggest POS possible. And what bigger way to be a bigger POS is by taking out the smallest guy in Daniel Bryan. So, I, in my opinion, what they're going to do is, you know, Daniel Bryan has this heroic run through the Elimination Chamber because no one can elicit uh, babyface emotion like Daniel Bryan. So he comes out has, like, this great uh, Elimination Chamber moment, and then Roman just completely – just stops on him like really, really quickly. So to establish further establish his uh, his character. So that, that's my I think Daniel Bryan's gonna win. I agree with Ernie here. I th- I feel like Daniel Bryan this is his this is his opportunity because if you look back in WWE history, WrestleMania 30, he also did this where he fought in the first match and the main event. I think that's how they're gonna play this. So I'm just gonna take Daniel Bryan here. Yeah, I'm I'm mixed up between KO and Daniel. It's KO, they've just been running with him, and I feel like they're not going to change it for just a swamp match against uh, Roman. But I could see Daniel Bryan. He's He's been in these matches before. He's won one. So I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan just because let's try to get something new up here and running and get trying to get Daniel Bryan's run starting because he's running out of time. Yeah, jeez, <clears throat> that's a this is a kind of a tough one. At first, I was thinking it was easy, and that there were a couple guys that obviously couldn't be. I mean, I think you take Jey Uso and Corbin off the list. I think the other four guys can easily win it. And even as crazy, I wanted to say Zayn couldn't win it, but what better like addition to his storyline could there be than him winning this match? Like maybe turning on Kevin Owens after they run through the whole elimination chamber, then. Right away, Roman's music hits and he comes out and he squashes. He's a perfect way to say conspiracy theory that the world is against me, all kinds of stuff. So I I, I was leaning Zane at the last second, but I'll stick with my original. I think Cesaro um, ultimately gets the uh, the nod there. Robbie, who did you pick again? I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel. Debray. Okay, I got you. Sorry. Wrote it down. All right, we are moving on. So, again, obviously, Reigns versus Winner. Um, I think a good discussion that just came out of this now that we look at it. Right now, let's go. Let's go around the horn. Rob Ryan, McAdoo, Green, Talbot, Jake. Will Reigns come out right after the chamber match to face his opponent? I think he's going to be out there before the match is over. He's going to try to threaten them, and once that match is over, he's going to run into the chamber and just destroy the guy. And probably Jay's going to be with him still. So I feel like before the match even starts, they're just going to beat up on the winner of the chamber, and then they're going to get the match underway, and it's going to be a one-two-three quick. Yeah, before we we started shooting this, I was I thought that it was gonna be first and last match, but now now Talbot and, and Ryan have got got me thinking a little bit. So I I'm afraid that Reigns is gonna come out and the match is gonna restart immediately, and I think we all know who's gonna win this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be first and last, like WrestleMania 30, and um, I've changed my mind. So, yeah, it's going to happen right afterwards, and obviously Roman's going to win. Yep, right after the match, Roman comes out, wins. Uh, maybe it wraps up the show, though, and then Edge can come out and spear him, do something to set up the, the WrestleMania match after he got speared on SmackDown. Yeah, McAdoo, I liked your idea with, with Daniel combining Daniel Bryan and doing the first and last, like the WrestleMania 30. They get everybody hyped up throughout the night. Oh, maybe DB's going to steal it from Roman, then he just gets like destroyed by Roman at the end. But I think, yeah, it's just more likely that Roman's just going to demand, like, show up right away they're just gonna beat the shit jay's gonna be in there already maybe jay takes the last pin like it's jay versus whoever then they just start putting the boots to him and then the match starts and we go from there i mean, I mean uh, the first pay-per-view was WrestleMania 30 on the network and this is the last last one on the network so it's yeah listen we get a lot of comments here wrestling the most i don't think any of us can disagree with that we sometimes <laughs> give wwe creative a little bit too much we get excited that's the thing when you love this wrestling, you just want to see the best storylines that's what makes wrestling different is you know yeah like it gets put up there with professional sports and everything but it's really a drama and that's the thing you can build the drama you can have anything happen you can have crazy storylines that the fans want to see and love um and speaking of fans seeing and love it i mean by the way imagine that you're just explaining like wrestling to somebody and why the hell is reigns facing the winner of an elimination chamber and drew mcintyre's in the elimination chamber like 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 couldn't they have played that off with like paul Heyman got him like an awesome deal or something like they they, they really had a missed opportunity there honestly to explain, true to explain why it's going on so in a, what could be the main event of the night but depends where the other one falls obviously drew mcintyre the champion for much of the last uh 10 months basically nine of the last 10 months uh, will defend in the Elimination Chamber, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston. I would love if Omas was in the uh, was in the pod, but he would have to stay there or something. I don't know. Um, guys, uh, just general talk. Anyone can jump in here. Any Anything you see happening here, Jeff Hardy maybe have like one last run of craziness. Sheamus is kind of laying in the weeds with how he's been the last couple weeks, and all of a sudden Kofi Kingston's in this match. Yeah, I, I think it's I think Drew's gonna retain, but I think it's gonna set this up for Drew Sheamus at either payback or, or mania. That storyline's not going away. And with him winning the match on Monday the gauntlet match on Monday to come in last, it's just gonna set up a final two of Drew and Sheamus. Drew's gonna win here and then it's gonna bring it to another pay per view with Sheamus and Drew. Yeah, I I gotta agree with Rob, but I don't know why Sheamus did did what he did. I don't understand why they had him do it before Elimination Chamber. They should have been after Elimination Chamber where he uh, turned on McIntyre, in my opinion. But, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I I feel like The Miz could do something here. But there's also another theory I have about what he, he could be doing. So, if he doesn't cash in here, I don't know if he does. Yeah, he's running at a time. Well, my theory is it's one it's one year, right, on the contract? Yeah, he could he could argue that he has until when he went in September. Oh, yeah. Well, he's running out of time. But Elimination Chamber last year was like May or June, right? So he's not he's got a couple months. Money in the bank, you mean, right? Money in the bank, yeah, yeah. Money yeah, in the yeah, bank, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's still got a couple months for sure. I mean, yeah, that is that has kind of cooled off since he got the briefcase back. It was really hot. He was he was teasing cashins left and right, and then he did that one where they where Adam Pierce gave him back to him. By the way, we don't talk about Adam Pierce at all. I mean, this guy kind of just like 
got inserted to the authority role. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, is it those matches? Like, oh, I mean, I'm very confused with with Adam Pierce, but um, yeah, I mean, the Miz with his with his money in the yeah. bank is always something looming. Could be maybe maybe this is the spot where McIntyre retains after a valiant, you know. Elimination Chamber. Orton gives him like a RKO. Sheamus gives him a brogue kick or something, and that's when the Miz cashes in. I mean, I don't know if they think the Miz is hot right now. I mean, he's not on the card. He's kind of hidden. He, he, you know, he could be uh, potentially something. Although that necessarily doesn't mean. It. I mean, Rollins was yeah. on the WrestleMania card when they had him cash in. I think he like did some spectacular move with Orton, and McMahon went nuts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, is, so, like, oh, go sorry. ahead, Jake. No, I just think with the Miz, I just think with the Miz, like, I think they might have been back in a corner here, but also if, if they need somebody to like, if they want somebody to go around for all these interviews and do all these zoom interviews and like grind and shit for WrestleMania to get it, get it really, you know, the first WrestleMania on Peacock, like they're going to be selling that who better than to have the Miz, like walking around with the WWE title, like talking shit about Drew McIntyre. I mean, it's not like the most ideal thing, but what else is there for Drew out of this? Like, I'm not really interested in a story with any of these five guys that he's in the ring with for a main event feud at, at WrestleMania. So it seems like The Miz could be like that safe pick where it's like it's going to be the really big commercial match that they like push. It gets Drew out, it gets Drew's face out there when he gets another big WrestleMania moment. And Miz, we know Miz will grind and do 300 interviews the week of WrestleMania, and they can count on that as their champion. Yeah, I actually like that. I'm not, you know, I was wondering who's he going to fight at WrestleMania. Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre does nothing for me in terms of a, a WrestleMania main event. So, you know, have him win the title or retain the title in the Elimination Chamber, and then maybe the Miz, who, who pretty much said I'm giving up my spot, so that way I can I can attack if I if if the opportunity presents itself. Have Sheamus attack him after the match, so he's laying there vulnerable. Have the Miz win. Have him go on this press tour as you you know as you know he will do as mentioned by Jake, and then have that be the WrestleMania match. Okay, let, then let then let's have a little fun with this since we're speculating. We're we're all correct. I mean, I, it's very accurate. Miz is running out of runway to use this money in the bank title without it being obvious. Because yeah, if it gets if it gets up to the money in the bank event, you just know he's going to be cashed in. Let's say he cashes it in. Let's say he wins it. Who could he potentially face at WrestleMania? And my this is the funniest two ideas that I could ever think of: John Cena or The Rock. Literally, he has he has a legitimate beef with both. He claim, he's always claimed that The Rock stole his WrestleMania moment when he won the title versus Cena. And obviously, the Cena feud—they've had matches at WrestleMania before, even if uh, the wives were involved. But that would just be incredible. I mean, Miz being champion, a Miz champion with him having Miz and Miz, like Mrs. or whatever, you know, like that's just crazy. Uh, a champion used to just have to do press, maybe a couple advertisements. You're going to literally see this guy's entire life. And it's, I guess it's been like that for 15 years now. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> but with that, doesn't Miz already have a mania matchup? Isn't that a matchup already announced with bad bunny and Damien priest versus Miz and Morrison? Isn't that like already announced? Maybe that's going to become a championship match. <laughs> Bad Bunny WWE champion <laughs> hasn't been announced yet, but I think that is where they would go if he's not the the champion, right. just because you want to have Bad Bunny in a match with Damian Priest. Uh, would make the most sense based on you know their interactions, but I, I don't know. I, I just would like to see McIntyre get that WrestleMania moment by winning the title, and it, you know who better than against Miz because the Miz is just that easy guy to hate. 
he'll do the work leading up to it. He won't mind if it's a short title run, I'm sure. All of this makes sense, which is why I have zero faith it's actually going to happen. <laughs> um, and plus, I mean, it, you know, I, I'm be honest with you. I think I think they're gonna they're dead set on the Bad Bunny uh, moment at WrestleMania, which honestly, because again, because he's so popular, I really can't blame them for that. But at the same time, there's limited fans this year, so what? Who are they trying to get in the building? You know what I'm saying? Like they they can't get anybody in the building to begin with. So yeah, you know, uh, a limited fair. audience. Very... But I, I I hope what happens. I hope. I hope the Miz cashes in tomorrow. I like the idea of everybody giving him like the finisher, like you know, road kick followed by arcade, like uh, what's the movie Ready to Rumble and they all attack Chris Pratt's beginning. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that'd be awesome. It's like everyone gives him the finisher, the Miz just uh, pins him. And that was how uh, back in the Super Cena day, that was how he lost when Edge snuck into the match. I think it was a code breaker into a six one nine into a spear, like all within like five seconds, basically. Yes. Insane. Hey, but speaking of sanity, I'm not one to talk about it, Maniac, but make sure you are following our whole panel. Robbie Ryan, 108 at the bottom left, ZT McAdoo, Real Ernie Green, Ryan Talbot Bills, Jake Micah, 15. Gents, anything uh, left to shout out here? I mean, we've wrapped up the Elimination Chamber event. We're on our way to WrestleMania, and WWE has some momentum. What they're going to do with it, we'll ultimately uh, see, but a lot of momentum with uh, Bel Air and Edge in the wings. Edge on the mic, by the way. I mean, we haven't even talked. It's uh, has has he gotten better? Has he gotten better? Is it possible? Oh, absolutely. Because he made yeah, he made Roman look honestly. like a child last last night. And, and I love his, his NXT interaction with uh, Finn and um, yeah. whatever his name is. I'm going bring. I'm going. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Pete mm-hmm. Dunn. Yes. But that was a great interaction. Yeah, will... this has been awesome. It's just been awesome to see, like, it's just, it's so nice to see him get this moment and be in this spot. Cause he clearly like, he, he's going to, he's going to grind and do whatever he needs to do to put these guys over. Um, I, my, the one thing I'm looking out for, you brought it up maniac earlier. The John Cena appearance is still very pot. Like if they've been holding it off to have him, I, I the guy would be drew at this point, because if they're going to go with edge and Roman, it makes more sense for him to go after drew anyways, as a WWE champion, not a universal champion. Cena's never been a uni- universal champion, as far as I can remember. He's always been WWE champion. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm still just like I'm keeping an eye out for when that pops up because that's their big trump card they can pull out at this point. Cena's is- already said he will not be at Mania because he'll be in Canada filming. I don't know. How funny would it be? That's if, a great uh, swerve. Perfect. Literally, this year, that is the perfect swerve. To say. <laughs> How funny would it be if, like, Roman's just like this dominant champion, then Cena comes in and takes him out in like five minutes at WrestleMania? <laughs> the, inter- the internet might literally explode. It'd be like, the funniest thing ever. Yeah, give funniest him like, a, give him, like a Lesnar SummerSlam type match. Yeah. Funny thing I can see is. John Cena coming back and pinning our truth for the 24-7 championship. How <laughs> addicted our truth is with John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say the one thing we didn't say that on this show, bro, just while we're wrapping up, the F word. Fiend. Facts. He's out there. He's out he's, there. He's he, fiend, just as much as Cena, it, it's like Chekhov's gun. Che- McMahon's fiend is out there right now. And, and it can come <laughs> back at any time and it can basically wreck any storyline. That's what makes wrestling so great. You never know what's going to happen. A demonic monster can return from the depths to take down a superstar athlete you saw on ESPN, and you can't get that anywhere else. Again, make sure you're following our whole panel. Make sure you're following Trainwreck Sports, trainwrecksports.com for all kinds of wrestling, sports, entertainment, and pop culture coverage. 
Gents, thank you very much for joining me. Hope everybody out there has a great Saturday. We've got, you know, I don't know if you want to call this a great Saturday, but we got the Sabres coming up, but we do have UB Women Hoops <laughs> as well. Again, one last shout out to our whole panel for joining us. Let's get in that elimination chamber and let's get on the road to WrestleMania because it's then, now, forever, wrestling with emotion. Let's go.